Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Mel Moyer. Hello. Today, Mel and I will be discussing the latest Pixar film, The Good Dinosaur. Um, Mel and I uh, have won over several other Pixar films on the podcast. You can check those out at OverlyAnimated.com. Um, probably like search the tag Pixar. Um, we've probably done over about half of them at this point, and this is Pixar's latest release, even though it's been a couple of months since it came out. We are going to get into The Good Dinosaur. Uh, spoilers for the film. We're not going to really do like a spoiler-free section, because like, there's nothing really to spoil, so... So who cares? We'll be like light, I guess, on spoilers in our initial thoughts, but, you know, it, it really doesn't matter that much. Uh, yeah, let's get into Good Dinosaur. Um, what I don't know what the, the first thing talk about i guess what's your what's your general overview on this movie there's there's definitely like a like a perception yeah. um among like the the reviews and stuff but uh what did you think when you saw it um i felt like it's something that i think would have done better as some kind of tv series or like animated shorts because it felt just overall like a bunch of dinosaur vignettes it was like here's you know the t-rexes and here's the pterodactyls and here's the velociraptors like it didn't it didn't feel like it had like the so the the cohesive narrative or or journey that you get in something like inside out or toy story um or brave or really any of the other pixar movies like it just i don't want to say it felt pointless because you know it's still pixar but it it certainly in comparison to a lot of the others it it did not feel nearly as strong so okay, so like there's, I definitely agree with you. It's like a series. It definitely seems like a series of vignettes. But I feel like that could still could be a good movie. Yeah. So like, do you, but overall, like your mail on it. How did you? I feel like a lot of people I've seen have been like, it's okay, but then it's like kind of emotional at the end. Any emotional reactions to this film? Yeah, I mean, it's always sad when you. I mean, I guess when the dad died, but like, it's always sad when you you've got that situation where like two parties part at the end, like the two friends go their separate ways and have their like tearful, like, no, you belong with, with your people. And I belong with my people type thing. Like literally what it did. Yeah. Fox and the hound ish, but like way watered down in this situation. Um, which, you know, but even then it's still, you know, at least like, you know, an inkling of, well, that's kind of sad. It's kind of melancholy, but I don't think any of it hit nearly as hard as, um, something like Fox and the Hound does, or other Pixar movies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't super emotionally react to the end of this, or I guess in the beginning that much. Uh, mm-hmm. The here's my big. Here's my analog to this movie in Pixar films. It's like this is up, except without the first ten minutes. <laughs> like it's, Dylan's, it's, Dylan's a fan of the first ten minutes of. Well, it, that's like very distinctive. Um, yeah, no, it is. Like the the backstory. It's like here we're just getting the journey that the old guy and the kid go on, um, mm-hmm. and it's like except it's a kid dinosaur and a dog like human. Yeah. So it's it's I don't know. None of it really comes together for me. I think this is probably one of the worst Pixar films. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't seen Cars. So. Yeah, I I like Cars better than this. I will say that. Then again, I'm higher on cars than most of people. Oh, people were okay on cars. Did okay. No, people like the first cars. Cars two, though, people did not like. I don't know whether this is better than Cars two or not. That's close. <laughs> um, but I liked Cars two, so I, I I think this movie's like I guess good, right? Like I guess it's good. Yeah. But to me, it's just like so nothing almost. Um, 
I don't it's I I didn't really connect to anything going on. I think that the premise is like it's it's like misused, I think. Mm-hmm. And I I also feel like they sell this movie on being about the like boy and his dog relationship between a dinosaur and a human. Um but it's like not even that. <laughs> like it's there like I guess their relationship is the most significant one in the film, but it's all also just there's also just a lot of other stuff going on that's not really connected. And it's it's more like it's not even like the relationship between them. It's like it's a human who acts like a dog. Like it's it's not like, OK, it's a boy and his dog. It's like it's this dinosaur boy followed around by something that acts like a dog. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of the times it didn't it didn't have the feel of like a boy and his dog relationship. Like, it felt like it was hinging on the fact that you would look at Spot and say, ha he acts like a dog. Yeah, I guess so. I Yeah, I didn't find, I didn't get much out of Spot. I don't know. The character, the, I don't think there's much depth there. I guess, here's an analog, is like, um, trying to remember, Shia LaBeouf, and I don't know his character's name, and uh, the Bumblebee Transformer car in the first Transformer mm-hmm. movie. That's what I feel like this relationship is. Um, boy in his car. Yeah, that, that's the, I think apparently that's what Michael Bay was going for, and that was like a boy in his car. And I feel like yeah. that's almost what this is. Um, let's let's talk about how the premise is used. I think there's a few areas of criticism to talk. Yeah. But so this premise, I guess, is, is I mean, is it is it clever? Is it not clever? It's it's like okay, if the dinosaurs are not extinct, then the dinosaurs take the place of the humans as the dominant species. Um, yeah. I guess this is an okay premise, right? <laughs> I think it would have been interesting if they had gone farther with it, like, okay, they're farmers or whatever, but, like, it would have been nice to see, like, if you're going to go with that, then, like, go for it, you know? Like, be like, okay, what's dinosaur civilization look like? What You know, yeah, what does yeah. that mean if dude. the dinosaurs take over for the humans in terms of, like, the history of the Earth? Dude, yes, they do nothing with this. <laughs> That's so right. We never see any consequence of the dinosaurs being in charge like literally for, it's just that the dinosaurs exist they, and then there's a batch of people there's this one family which is literally just them replacing humans yeah and they do that for the first 30 minutes of the film okay to be fair they do like set up the concept i that's maybe one of the more interesting parts of the film is they like show the meteor missing like i forgot that that happened in the beginning but yeah. like i guess that's kind of interesting but then it's just like we cut to this dinosaur that family that was even in the trailer like that wasn't even like a huge like they literally showed that in the trailer for 2 seconds yeah, so no. it was even like it a... seemed like it was a part of the trailer like wouldn't be in the movie right but that yeah. was in the movie so here's my big complaint like one you're right they they never do anything with this it's like it's not that we need to meet the dinosaur the high the high council of dinosaur leaders but like something <laughs> you know the, the, my, here's my big thing it's like we we have this family and that's at the heart of our of like the emotional backbone of our film and it's dinosaurs but like this there's every every aspect of human heteronormativity is displayed by this dinosaur family gender roles gender roles family dynamics coding. it's it's oh my goodness like i i didn't think about this when i was watching but that kind of pisses me off like that di- Dinosaurs fall into the same gender roles that we do. That the son, that this, the son's entire emotional arc on this film is for him to toughen up for his father. I just like really hate that. Yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. Um, like we have two father figure dinosaurs, the actual father dinosaurs that are like both tough and like masculine. And even though they're like they have like a soft side, which is why they're nice. 
um they're just they're just both like they just both fit this uh prototypical father role and that's just besides being frustrating to me from like a social progressive perspective it's just very boring yeah it's just like even if yeah if, no i'm very sick of seeing the the tension like the the male on male tension in that way like it's not even like i guess it's a relationship dynamic but it's such a tried like trope and motif where it's like the guy the the son has to toughen up for the dad and and be the man of the house for the dad and it's like it's not even that i it's i'm not even saying it's bad it's just boring at this point like there's it's been used up and like i guess that the movie would say that no it's not tough enough it's like get over your fears of the world but like that's kind of the same thing and that's like what they're it's almost what they're presenting yeah. Like this father figure is not interesting to me at all because his entire role in the film in the film is um it's like trying to encourage Arlo to you know you can you can you can do it you can make your mark we have to talk about that the make your mark thing um but it's you you, you can contribute to the family and not be such a disappointment and disappointing you know, dinosaur yeah it just it's just it's like it frustrates does it mean to be a disappointing dinosaur i don't know because <laughs> it's the same thing as being a human that's what the show presents okay we need to talk about making your mark now that i brought that up because okay. like this ends up being the framing device for the film almost it's like the beginning and it's like what arlo's setting out to do and then it represents his journey and then he comes back and then he makes his mark i guess because he survived like that's yeah, he didn't do much yeah <laughs> like i guess because you got adopted by some t-rexes then you made your mark that's that's how it works yeah uh, what what do you what do you think of this in this concept? I mean, I've I have some the similar problems with it than I that I had with the dinosaur family. No, and it, it feels again like it's something where they're presenting it and just ex- expecting you to accept it. I guess because it's like okay, your journey. You know, it's like in every Pixar movie, you've got like the whole like similar thing to this. Like I can't think of it off the top of my head. Like the the zippy one liner for each movie where in Brave it was like. I guess for her, it was just like, oh, find my freedom and like all this other stuff. Yeah, they did have that with Brave, but like that wasn't like uh, presented in the was, movie. Yeah, like that every, was presented every in the angle. movie. That was a concept that made sense. Um, this is just like, I feel like they picked something because nothing happened in this movie. Yeah, well, yeah. This this brings me to a larger point. But like, the the make your mark thing, it's just like it's frustrating because. Again, dinosaur society is our society. They're prioritizing contributing to the family, like as having any value in your life, which is a concept I hate, and yeah. like just all of that. It's it's nonsense and it's simplistic. Yeah, you're making your mark in a nuclear family setting. So yeah, it's which like- is it's like making your mark equals strive to conform to heteronormativity, basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's you know it's 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 nonsense and it's uninteresting. Uh, so this yeah. So you mentioned something that's like one of my bigger points of this film. Um, I've been kind of sitting on this for like a week since I saw it and I've been like whoa, stewing on like why what's what's going on here and I feel like this is I feel like Good Dinosaur is Pixar trying to make an earlier Pixar film and like they're doing everything they can so they're here let's go through the stages of Pixar because I I say that Good Dinosaur represents the very end of the first phase of Pixar and at <clears throat> at first we have a ton of original movies I mean we have a sequel in there Toy Story 2 but like mostly we have original stuff um up until the end of Up and uh the first 10 movies 
original like magical good narratives like pioneering animation then we get into like their sequel phase where they seem to be unable to make an original story and when they do make an original story it's not succeeding that well with uh brave in there and then we get to and and include we can include in and then include inside out in there i guess but um that also to a certain extent can fall into them them trying to recapture past uh glory because like it's a good it's a good original concept unlike this movie but inside out also reduces a typical narrative from pixar to like frame the movie and good dinosaurs like we're going to force a concept that isn't that strong to begin with and then we're just going to try to replicate these uh journey movies uh from like up and we have similar ones i don't know maybe maybe finding nemo is another example um of uh like grow as a person as you go through this journey and see different things finding nemo is a good example of this um and we're going to try to force the emotional moments um we're going to try to put them in the same places and you know we're gonna it's it's uh and we're gonna try to like stick to the script as much as possible as past movies so as past movies so even though this is like an original concept i feel like this very much is in line with why similar movies from Pixar of the past 10 years have not, or past five years have not succeeded. They're trying too much to replicate past success instead of really, truly exploring new narratives. Um, And I just, I I think that this is like, what's really interesting about that is that this movie has one credited screenwriter and it's, it's also a woman. So I, I don't really understand how that we arrive at this point. Then again, we have like five people on the story credited. So I guess, like, I, I, I can't imagine that we only had one, one script. Like, we must have gone through. Yeah, it I mean, it's it depends on who who vies for what, but generally that means someone wrote a screenplay and then five people picked at it and edited it to their heart's content. Yeah, so I assume that's you can right. you can assume all six of them like were the writers for the the screenplay. There's just there's just too much there's too much forced process in Pixar right now, and it's like. Using the quote unquote magical touch of earlier films, mm-hmm. which were well, and I think it, it's it's a I don't know to the extent to say it's aware of that, but it's it's literally relying on the fact that they have unique concepts because that's the thing now. Like people make jokes all the time, like Pixar is like, what if toys had emotions? What if emotions had emotions? Yeah. You know, what if fish had emotions? And you know, it's like the joke that Pixar comes up with these really kind of like out there scenarios to to create characters but i think that they're relying on that to to get people in the seats and then get people through the movie um and i think evidence of that is like as you said in the past five or so years it's been completely based on a formula and you can pick apart every pixar movie of that time period and and figure out okay here's the here's where the significant mentor figure dies here's where um the 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 height of emotion happens and, and on and on yeah I, I agree with that and it's like inside out has been like the one exception i guess since upended and even up is a little formulaic even though it had this original beginning um and i'm not as high on inside out as you but at least it's like it, at least that movie seemed like they re- didn't start with the concept of the emotions it seems like they're like okay we're going to use this to achieve um larger points about about uh like inner workings of the mind and stuff yeah like even if that's not true maybe it's not yeah. at least and i mean it it's like yeah that. it's not a perfect movie but at least you know at least that had something to say in, yeah like with with reusing or rehashing the formula and the sort of journey 
story that they've been using. At least, you know, a lot of people got something interesting out of it, whether they meant that or not. Yeah, and, and like, I'm sure they did mean a lot of the stuff that they that people got out of it and inside out. This movie, though, I feel like it's like, what what was the initial concept? It's like dinosaurs are in charge, and then there's, a, oh, isn't that funny? There's a human where a dog would be because um, they're not the dominant species anymore. And like, that's the whole concept. It's like they yeah. didn't they didn't plan on using this for any interesting narrative um, narrative. No, I think or... honestly what it was is they're like, okay, we haven't done a boy and a dog story. What's a you know weird way we could do that? And it's like, oh, what if it was like, you know? And I, I imagine them throwing around these ideas where it's like a human and a this, a human and that. They're like, oh, what if it's a human and a dinosaur? And it's like, okay, so here's our alternate timeline. But there's really nothing alternate about <laughs> besides the fact that humans now look like dinosaurs. Like it's it's like yeah it's the same thing and also just most of the film is spent just doing random stuff so it's like that couldn't have been part of the that's concept. another thing I'd point out too is that they they kind of like Henry and Arlo and these are kind of like very white coated mm. dinosaurs I mean if you think Libby like their names are very Anglo that's very interesting is there anyone I don't know, um, I'm trying to look. Well, okay, the 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 dad dinosaur is voiced by Jeffrey Jeffrey Wright, who's BT in mm-hmm. Hunger Games. So, um, but yeah, I do I do think I mean it's it's hard to separate like white coded from heteronormative norms, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of this goes hand in hand. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't help. It's just like non. It's like basically like majority rules. And it's like they kind of go together. It's like white heteronormative culture. This cast is very white, though. As dinosaurs. <sighs> and it just continues for most of the dinosaurs they meet, too, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's it's like this. I don't know. So they just it's mostly just a, a road film, which like Finding Nemo is. And we haven't talked about Finding Nemo on the podcast yet, but no. I, I'm not sure why that film succeeds, to be fair. <laughs> like, it's, it's I think good. it's honestly Dory. Like, I'll, don't get me wrong. Like, it's, you know, when it came out, it was unique. But like, I think it, that's all Ellen. Because when people talk about Finding Nemo, they're like quoting Dory. I, I think that's true. But I also think like that film's just like very good start to finish. And it's a little like a good dinosaur is very much Finding Nemo. It's it's just uh, it's, it has a longer I, beginning, but then it just goes on this journey to do something. And we meet a cast of wonky characters along the way. Yeah, no. And it's like Finding Nemo through a filter, because at least with Finding Nemo, it was very immersed in like the environment. Like, you know, they, they played around with whales and sharks and sunken ships and jellyfish yeah the environment was definitely more and yeah and all sorts of things and it directly like affected the story but here it's like again they just did not go far enough with their environment or with their concept so it's like maybe you don't need this strong super strong literal narrative um to have a successful pixar film because i'm not sure what finding nemo's narrative is it's kind of all no it's just it's a road movie yeah it's a road movie so maybe maybe the key is the characterization of finding nemo um, where that film just, uh, I mean, Dory, obviously very strong. Um, I don't know about Marlon, but I think if you, if you think about it between the fish in the ocean and the fish in the tank, I think maybe that and Toy Story are the two top when it comes to the amount of characterized characters in a Pixar movie. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more legitimate characters. What, what do you think of, let's talk about some of the people we meet in this film and that's a good segue right. to that. So well, okay. Well, well, let's okay. Let's talk about Ar- Arlo in a second. But um, I don't know. The one that stands out to me is the people they meet are the T Rex family, mm-hmm. um, led by Sam Elliott, the uh, dad T Rex, who sounds exactly like Sam Elliott, and that was super distracting <laughs> to me. 
Butch. Um, yeah, so he's I, what I don't know. I just I thought they're the and then there's Ramsey and Nash. I guess I I didn't get much out of the three of them. No, that was the first because I saw the the sneak peek of the movie in Disneyland like two weeks or so before it came out, and that was the the scene they showed, and that was the one where they get them to go in that herd with the pterodactyls with all of them or not the pterodactyls. I'm sorry the the raptors. <clears throat> um, and it was, I don't know. I mean, it, it was more, I guess, relied on dynamic and like interaction between them to, to be funny or to be memorable, but I don't, I didn't get much out of any of it. Yeah. It's just, I guess they're trying to, I, maybe the concept is we're replicating the family dynamic from the beginning, but now Arlo's like grown and is accepted. Um, the, the, the son and daughter were not memorable. Sam Elliott T-Rex was kind of memorable, but it, I have the same com- exact complaints about him that I have about the dad who dies. Yeah. Well, his name's Butch, so. His <laughs> <laughs> name's literally Butch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's like, it, the twist is like, oh, he's this giant masculine T-Rex, but he has a soft side. And it's like, that's not socially subversive. Yeah, and you're playing that for the ironic effect. It's not, it's, it's, that's, I I don't know if you think that that's like subversive, but the fact that he's just this masculine, um, just a giant uh, male figure is is prescribing to the gender roles that you're trying to slightly subvert in a. Yeah, I hate when they play that stuff for irony and then pretend it's like some kind of like. Because like it's like okay, his name's Butch and all yeah. this other stuff, but he's like hiding his sensitive side, so it's like not really all that that progressive because it's 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 played for a joke, it's played for humor. It's like that was it was like my one issue with Paranorman at the end when they played the because people like say like oh the spoiler the the older brother of the one character ends up being gay, but it's played as a joke. It's played as like a humorous thing. And I hate that because it's, like, so pseudo-progressive and it's, like, such an easy way for people to say, like, oh, we're progressive, we have this. But it's, like, no, look how you're presenting it. Like, that's – it's such a cop-out way to pretend to be progressive with these things. Yeah, I I agree with that. And it's it's, it's just that uh, that character – like, not interesting because the male who – the like giant male who hides his emotions is already not an interesting character because he's not like portraying emotions. And then you have that like frustrating element on top of it. Um, our villains, I'm trying to even remember yeah, they, Wikipedia says that they're pterodactyls, I guess. Yeah. Um, they're the biggest thing I thought of them was like the hyenas from Lion King is mm. what they seem like to me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have much to take away from, from the three of them was, yeah. was, were there any, like one of them seems like off, kilter is there is there commentary on that i'm not sure i didn't i didn't think he was making any sort of points about that no i think it was just i mean that's the same thing with the the hyenas you've got two and then the one that's kind of like weirder i suppose i feel like the weirder was the leader in this one was the i guess that's different (laughs) which i guess is okay slightly different than the the lion king but (laughs) yeah i don't know i just they seemed like not good villains to me yeah yeah. Um, the one the one person that stands out to me that we see is this like rhino looking dinosaur with all the like little animals on top of him. Yeah. He's in there for like a hot second. What that's called. Yeah. Uh, I thought that character was at least a little kind of interesting. Sty- oh, it's like a. 
Oh, it's that like stegosaurus, something like that. Yeah, says Wikipedia, stegosaurus, yeah, I don't know. I I thought that was at least like visually interesting, and like I think they... When, I don't know that I feel like if you have like a bunch of that type of stuff, then that's like this is something that I feel like could be in Finding Nemo in like a, an interesting environment. Um, yeah. Just that's like well, that's, and that's my other issue, too, is like because that stands out because the rest of these dinosaurs are very, very cartoony looking, which you can like argue is OK. It's like the animation style, but there was nothing visually impressive about it. Yeah. Yeah. The movie the movie was like pretty, but. I don't know. It's just is just typical typical scenes, I guess. Were they were the villains pterodactyls or velociraptors? I'm seeing they both were on the pterodactyls because the velociraptors show up um, when they're like it was like separate field. villains. Yeah, okay. when they're when the 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 T Rex family sends them like into that field and they like pop up out of the like. Not sure if I thought graph. those were the same people or not. No, pterodactyls fly. Velociraptors. Like, okay, they weren't field. flying. Okay, there yeah. you go. Um. Okay, so those are all, I don't know, are those most of the side characters? That's not even yeah. that many, honestly. What do we think? So let's talk, oh, we talked about the father. Any other members of the family interesting? Uh, there's a sister. Yeah, she didn't do anything. <laughs> um, and that's about it. Okay, let's talk Arlo and Spot. Um, Arlo as a main character, because I feel like this is a big reason the film doesn't really succeed that much. It's because Arlo's, like, incredibly boring, and I don't care about him. <laughs> do you agree? He's, like, the typical, typical, like, boy coming of age thing I feel like like it's like if you took Finding Nemo I guess and then made it from the point of view of Nemo instead of Marlin is is Arlo supposed to be like this relatable interesting figure because sure I think that I was a young <laughs> a young boy who probably was when not that like competent or like masculine and I don't really relate to Arlo, you know? Well, that's the thing. It's like assuming you're that, but want to be competent and masculine. Yeah, like I didn't want to strive to be like the father. Like that's not, that's, that's, that's not a, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, and I just, I, he just, he's just such a one note character. It's like, he doesn't know how the world works and then he does. And he can, I guess, kind of do stuff now. And Dinosaur stuff. Dinosaur stuff, which is just human stuff, but with which like stuff with, with no like scales. Yeah, <laughs> did they have opposable thumbs? I don't know. Did they did they, with like tiny T Rex arms? I'm gonna call BS on this concept because opposable <laughs> thumbs are the reason we became the dominant species. Yeah, no, it definitely doesn't so, make any sense. If the asteroid didn't kill them, something else would have. Well, I feel like it's the unless they evolve the intelligence and then like the opposable thumb second, and like dinosaurs didn't have either. So I don't know. It's if dinosaurs developed human intelligence, they would not look like they did. That's the yeah. No, that's the thing is yeah. thumbs and gave us intelligence. It's like a it's a fluid sort of give and take. Yeah, that and we one day stood up on two legs. That was yeah. the other big thing. Uh, dinosaurs true. don't do that either for the most part. So I guess T Rex have. They're not farming. <sighs> yeah, them farming just is like, and then they're like using their giant bodies as like farm tools. Yeah, instead of like actual actual farm tool yeah i don't think it is i don't know about that okay so what did arlo any i mean is there anything to him no um i guess he's like kind of cute sometimes because he's like a baby dinosaur but I is, don't know. He, is he pixar's worst protagonist <laughs> he's definitely the most boring i mean like when he falls in the river and stuff and like i don't i don't really have a reaction other than like wow that's sad that baby dinosaur fell in the <laughs> fell in the river um clonked his head but no i mean it's 
it's like yeah i mean you don't he, there's not enough there and it's interesting if you look at it compared to something like inside out where all those like mental characters in the head were pretty much one note characters because they were representing one emotion yet i found them more interesting than arlo <laughs> that's yeah that, i agree with that that's pretty scathing but it's like it's like anger is like just as well developed of a character as arlo yeah <laughs> even though he's like on screen for five seconds yeah it's it's true i'm looking through the pixar movie list and there's most of these movies have like good main characters cars i guess has kind of a boring lead um and that that's like it i yeah. guess i don't know how, how strong you thought uh as that thing we struck marita is but she's i don't know she's at least like way more interesting than arlo yeah uh yeah so i think that's a big problem spot is like not i don't know it's it's i don't what do we think of at least okay at the very like he's not he's the dog well what do we think of him reuniting with his the other humans at the end of the film i don't know it was kind of melancholy when they had to part ways they're like uh, yeah i feel like that they're playing this for like some huge emotional moment of like there's other humans and stuff but was it because they're parting ways or was it because spot like found his people I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I, mean, re- I didn't react to it. So I don't yeah, know. I mean like, cause the big, what is it like the big emotional moment for their relationship comes when he chooses to save spot instead of like running off home or whatever, when his, the like vision of his dad shows up and it's like, okay, that's cool. But I don't like, it's, it doesn't even have the, the impact of like a buddy comedy or something like that where you like watch two people become friends. Like I didn't even really feel that much going on there. The only like element I guess of their thing is like a dual survival type of thing, like helping each other get through the journey. At the very least, the two of them make up the most developed dynamic on the film, mm-hmm. which there's not much competition. But like at the very least, I knew that like I, I feel like there's some like substance to their relationship because there's a lot of stuff happening with them yeah even though it's not enough to like take up the majority of the it's not enough to like be the most prominent thing about the film and not enough to like develop actual uh, emotional connection to them yeah i don't know yeah i mean it's entirely environmental which does work on occasion in situations where like um like Toy Story, where which again is not something I'm big on, but like that is a more emotional like pull towards like Buzz and Woody becoming friends, like forced into that through like environmental factors or like Inside Out with joy and happiness. Like there, it's like I I couldn't like I'd have to think to put like to pick out places where like it differs and it and it. And it's better, but overall, it's just those are examples of like the sort of in like environmental factors affecting relationship where that works. Here, it doesn't, and you know, by the end, I don't really like believe it all that much. But like neither neither of us uh, very high on Toy Story. Go listen to our Toy Story review if you want to talk about that. But like, and I feel like Toy Story is actually kind of similarly narratively weak to this film, although there's a little Mm -hmm. bit more there. But like, I feel like it was, the, well, it was the first time they did it. So it seemed like a big deal. It did. Well, yeah, that's that. But also, I think if you compare the narratives, I guess they have like some interesting locations like that movie has the pizza, um, pizza planet, which I feel like is more interesting than anything that happens here. Yeah. Um, but like somewhat similar narr- narr- narratives in terms of quality. I feel like the big difference is the characterization of its sidecast and especially Buzz and Woody, who I feel like are both 
even though Woody's like really annoying, he's like way more of an interesting character than Arlo. Yeah. And also there's just this other side cast of toys who are more well characterized than any any side characters here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, th- I think that's close to wrapping up things to talk about from this. Um, I, I also think, too, another element here is releasing two... Like, it was just a really bad decision, I guess, in terms of, like, the first year they decided to release two movies in the same year because I think it kind of killed the concept because you have Inside Out, which was, like, huge, like, critical reviews, like, re- really well at the box office, and this is, like, barely broken its budget. And, yeah, like, that's, nobody's seen it. <laughs> that's the other thing to talk about this. This is, like, the first failure for Pixar. Yeah. Um, apparently, this would need to get to, like, half a million to recoup, totally recoup costs. And it's and not going to It's not going to Yeah, it's not going to get close. So this is, I think that it's the first time Pixar's, like, completely failed yeah. um, box office-wise, which... <laughs> Like from a critical perspective, who cares? Like if if they're gonna have good films, then um, doesn't matter if how much money yeah. they make. But and like this is a big deal in terms of them making future films. Yeah, and I I don't think they need to release two a year. Like, and you know, it's you have to wonder. Okay, like was that part of the reason why this felt so underdeveloped and kind of watered down? Because like they were. Sp- splitting their forces up or splitting their energy between inside out and this. And it was like asymmetrical in terms of like um, effort or does it just seem this that way because this movie just wasn't really cared about as much like the promo for it wasn't as big, like, you know, it's, it's weird. (laughs) Yeah. I, I wonder. So like, I feel like that's one takeaway is that they did something wrong with releasing it. I feel, I hope what I would take away though, and I don't have all the information that they do is that, um, regardless of quality, because we've had similarly bad quality films from not, and it's not that I think it's bad, but like similarly mediocre films from from Pixar, Cars too, um, is is that I feel like this uh, environment is that the film takes place in is completely not appealing to to most uh, at least half of the typical audience that they have. Like this, uh, just this new Earth inhabited by dinosaurs, it just didn't have the mysticism that all basically every single other one of their um, you know, their environments took place in, which is just really important for them because they're trying to draw, uh, you know, like kids in who might and people who are like seeing short promos, um, kids who don't care as much about plot stuff and like want to be engaged. Um, and so I think it's just very important for them to make more exciting movies, you know. Yeah. And I am not like, I don't know, I'm not convinced that they're doing that. So let's look at their upcoming slate. Next, next film is uh, Finding Dory in next year which i was very surprised is like getting released this soon that got like pushed up i hope it did that, get pushed up i hope that they are is that is not at the expense of quality um i mean in interesting in they it, released a tiny little teaser that looked pretty good yeah it's it's like i don't know if i saw a teaser for finding nemo though i wouldn't be like oh this is gonna be good you know the teaser for finding nemo i remember it because it was just the oh the shot of the ocean and that um I forget the song. It was the song they used in the credits, though, and then all it said was Finding Nemo. That was the teaser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I don't know. We'll see on Finding, Nemo, Finding, uh, Finding Dory. Andrew's Stanton, very good, so we can hope. But um, It was basically an Ellen fan service. <laughs> because I think Ellen petitioned them so much, and then they made the movie like about her character. I would hope that that's not. <laughs> Which I don't process. think is literally the case, but yeah. it also, I think, like, 
was I don't know. I mean, they're very much aware that Dory was like the breakout character from Finding Nemo. Yeah. That much is sure. It does make sense but to focus on your best character. Ellen so. has a, a countdown for when the movie comes out. There, there's no one more excited about yeah, it than Ellen. Definitely. And then in, <laughs> but then in 2017, we're using a similar structure to this year. We have Cars Three in June, and then in November we have Coco, which apparently it's called now, which is this uh, uh, Dia de los Muertos film that I, oh, that they've been talking about for forever. And they're finally going to release that one. Yeah, they, they renamed it. I have zero confidence that this movie will be. I don't know. I'll be interested but... to see, to compare that to, um, crap, uh, Book of Life. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I'm not enthused by the concept, but like, at least this is an original movie because the, the, we had Finding Dory, Cars 3, you have Coco, then you have Toy Story this, 4 and Incredibles 2. 2019 or something? Incredibles 2? Incredibles 2 2019. Yeah. So yes. that's definitely hype. But that like, and Avengers. <laughs> Yes. In, in uh oh that's affinity wars in, in 2015 yeah. oh man yeah. gotta hope it's three years from now yeah but <laughs> just like one original film in the next five years for pixar so Let's... you've got you've got another three years for the legacy of the incredibles to be unscathed by sequels so enjoy it <laughs> yeah no like even if this there's no way this is gonna be better than the first one but no it, that's a movie that's considered one of the greatest superhero films of all yeah, time it's just, yeah so uh, I have zero confidence that any of these movies are going to be good, honestly. No, listen, I'm just waiting for uh, Moana. I said that right. Milana. Milana. I don't need the, the 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 Disney one from next year. Yeah. The the Hawaii Hawaiian yeah. one. Yeah. The, I don't yeah know. with the I don't rock know. and I don't know how to pronounce it, but that does look uh, encouraging. Yeah. You know. And uh, what's his face? Lin Manuel Miranda is doing the music. Yeah, very exciting. Um, and like they actually cast, they uh, actually cast uh, people. Like, correct yeah, uh, correct, background. yeah, correct. Uh, heritages, yeah. That, that, that it's the that's like the most exciting part. We'll see on that. But yeah, so I don't know. Future Pixar. I am hoping that um, maybe you know, like maybe Toy Story four is good and Incredibles two is oh good, and God. then they have two, hopefully two original ones in twenty twenty, and then we can get back on track here. Like Cars three will not be good. I guarantee you, Cars three will not be good. <laughs> But I guess the rest of these could be good. What are they even going to do for Toy Story 4? We've exhausted all possible... Like, they've escaped from the house and gone back. They've escaped from being kidnapped to someone else's house and gone back. Well, you have to ask Rashida Jones. They were almost thrown into a trash furnace. Like, I don't... Yeah. Rashida Jones and her screenwriting partner. See, that's what I'm saying. At least with... I didn't love Monsters University, but at least they did something interesting with it. Um, in terms of a sequel, I have no idea what the concept of yeah prequel of Toy Story four yeah whatever okay so not uh, in conclusion it's like the good dinosaur wasn't that great and also I'm not super confident about where Pixar is going yeah so that's not good <laughs> I don't know what what the positive outlook is but at least at least there's like I an interesting movie next Inside year. Out was pretty okay and Inside <laughs> Out was yeah I mean your mileage maybe I need to rewatch Inside Out and reevaluate it like I, I need to do that. Um, yeah. It's, I don't know. yeah. I we can only. I don't know. Maybe we should do Finding Nemo when you have time. Yeah, we should. When you have time, we should do. You, yeah. Both of us. Yeah. Yeah, that should be one of our next ones. We also oh. have Toy Story two to do, Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Monsters I'm like game. the only person on earth who really loves a Bugs Life. I remember liking it, but I haven't seen it in forever. So it came out the same year as Ants, which was really weird. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, we've talked about. It. Yeah, that's someone. A, someone stole something. Some interesting someone. animation history <laughs> there. Okay. Uh, overall, uh, I, I actually would not necessarily recommend seeing Good Dinosaur. I don't know. Like, it's fine. And if you see it, that's fine. You're not going to hate it. But, like, 
I don't. I you might be really bored. You might be. Yeah, it was kind of boring, and it's only ninety minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's uh, yeah. So there, there's our. Right, tell us what you think of Good Dinosaur. If you want to comment on YouTube, comment on the website, or send us Tumblr asks and let us know what you thought of the film. Did anyone actually see it? Did anyone actually see it? Yeah. Start with that if you actually went to go see it. Yeah, that's that. That would be the first thing to give us your opinion on it. Um, I'm Dylan Heiss, and that's Mamori. You can find out everything about this podcast, overlyanimated.com. That's where you can comment if you want to give us feedback, one of the places. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, Shana, Mitch Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, and Rachel, a.k.a. Hannah, hey Fever, Mitch Cordell, University, Beatrice, Strange, Buzz Like Your Mailman, and Rachel Rose. Um check uh next podcasts potentially not until sunday just a warning on that but um we'll see we're checking out all that steven one day i'm going to actually watch steven universe you you very much should i would highly recommend i'm trying i really am it is it is a show it's just it's tough to get through those first yeah i mean you just have to power Use like a find a day in power there, but it is a sh- kind of a short binge. Like it's ten hours. Yeah, no, they're hours. and they're like really short episodes, yeah. and everyone and their mother says it's like the greatest thing to ever happen to TV. So yeah, I mean, get that's my opinion. So the greatest thing to know that's not, only slightly an exaggeration. It's really good. Okay, thanks <laughs> for so listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Oops.